0: Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. For Timeline Clarity, this show was recorded and uploaded February 2009. My guest today is raw food chef and now author, Frank Giglio. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Frank. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Um, It's a little uh, wet and rainy here. How's it back east?
1: Well, actually, I am up in uh, Bellingham, Washington right now.
0: How's it up there?
1: I am here on the farm with uh, Chef Bruce Horowitz, and we're kind of going over some plans for the upcoming year. And um, it's actually today the clouds are looking like they're going to go away, but it's been your typical cloudy and 50 um, Pacific Northwest So
0: Yeah, well, you sent um, it down here then.
1: That yeah. was rude.
0: Tell, tell Bruce I said hi. I will. Uh, so, Frank, how long have you been chefing?
1: Um, I've actually been working in kitchens since I was, um, 15, so now it's been about 15 years, and it's kind of always been something that I was drawn to. I remember, well, when I was 15, my father was, um, talking to me about getting my license when I was 16 and said, you know, if you want to get a car, you might as well get a job and start saving some money, so I instantly went into kitchens and, and, um, just really was drawn to it. I found it very exciting and, and challenging, and and um, yeah, it became kind of something that I really wanted to pursue, and so right after high school, I went to the New England Culinary Institute up in Montpelier, Vermont, and um, from there, which I graduated there in 1999, I've just been able to do apprenticeships throughout the U.S., and work in Alaska, and Colorado, and Arizona, and, up in Oregon and Boston with some of the, the top chefs in the country. And and then um, over the last five or six years is when I kind of switched gears from your traditional um, culinary world to more of a vegetarian, vegan lifestyle, and over the last three years I started venturing into the raw food preparation. So it's been a long journey, and, and it's I really think um, all my traditional background and experiences – have really helped to shape kind of the food I prepare today. So I'm really blessed that I was able to go through all those different lifestyles and and get different techniques and and learning experiences throughout throughout those times. So it's a good good little journey for me.
0: That's that's great. Um, for our listeners, the noise you hear in the background, he did say he's on a farm, which you're hearing yeah. are roosters for the for the city folk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We've got them since moving up here where we are, and, and uh, we can hear our neighbors. Uh, they have roosters in other places. They're just not allowed in the city.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because I've been staying up in Victoria, British Columbia, for the last couple months, and, and um, it's a different... It's a different, um, lifestyle for me to be. Now, Victoria's a pretty small city, but it's still city life. And, and so now it's nice to have a little breather and be hanging out on the farm and have, you know, I'm on about 15 acres or so. And,
0: wow.
1: And, uh, a lot of roosters and chickens and a couple cows. And, and uh, yeah, it's it's interesting.
0: So is, is that Bruce's, uh, farm? Well, he, he's, um, it's not his farm. Uh,
1: he shares some property with, um, the owners of the farm, they basically have like three small houses that people live on and, and share duties to work in, work in the land, and they do a lot of farming, and they're about to start a an apprenticeship program this spring. And Bruce will tie in his whole um, permaculture course with the apprenticeship. So.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So why, why did you go to, towards vegetarian and raw? Was that for your own health, or what, what led you to it?
1: To raw foods? Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it was interesting. Is For until, I'm guessing it was about 2002 through 2006, I was running a vegetarian um, kitchen in a little health food store. And the one thing I noticed is as I was preparing this food, I found myself more and more really putting a focus on helping other people get healthy, but I wasn't necessarily getting myself healthy or I would eat healthy during the week and I did a lot of green juices and and um, smoothies and stuff like that for my for the for the customers but I was noticing myself wasn't actually living a necessarily healthy lifestyle. and I was still hanging out with the buddies and going out on the weekends and and just kind of living a normal lifestyle. Um that i was so used to and it just came a point where i just felt so unhealthy and i was watching my weight go up and up and up and i was about 200 pounds at the time in 2006 which is just unheard of for me and um i was really just personally like there was no major health concerns or issues like that but i just felt just really down and out and i just knew something had to change and um I was really seeking that out. And and as I was learning different foods, I'd always try, you know, macrobiotics or Ayurveda cooking or um, different ethnic groups and different theories, you know, eat right for your type and so on and so forth. Nothing ever clicked, nothing ever said, like, oh, this is great, this is a lifestyle I want to live. And then um, in March 2006, actually coming up on three years now, I went to the Anaheim Food Show in California, Mm -hmm. and I saw David Wolf do like a 20-minute lecture. He was doing something with Green Star Juicer, and he was just juicing vegetables, and he had his staff there, and uh, they were just having like the best time, you know, like he said, the best day ever. And it was just, I just knew instantly that that was the direction I needed to go and the vitality that... And the vibrancy that all the the staff and David and the knowledge that he was carrying. People were just flocking to the booth. It was just like, people were just like mesmerized. And I was just blown away, and the light bulb went off. And um, that was, I think, March 26, 2006. And literally overnight, I gave up meat, fish, dairy, coffee, cigarettes, and decided to... uh, pursue this lifestyle and it it was just it's been an amazing transformation since then and um and I haven't necessarily looked back and so yeah it was um just powerful
0: that, are you 100% raw do you stay 100% or you just kind of waver cuz uh, um I think I read something in your blog where you were doing some elixirs which needed brewing correct
1: yeah i do a lot of i don't i don't like to Attach a label, even calling myself a raw foodist. I don't necessarily put a label on that. I mean, that's what I do, but I definitely won't say that I'm 100% raw. I think, even if you don't want to put the technical term raw on 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 doing uh, brewing tea, you know, herbal teas. um, You know, I just go, I just kind of more go with the flow, and I, I, I think raw foods is a base for me. Mm -hmm. And I'd probably say majority of the time I am 100% raw, but, you know, there's even the products that are skeptical of being 100% raw. So if I'm consuming those, you know, maybe not. But it's more, I know for me, even if I have a bowl of quinoa or a bowl of rice or steamed veggies, I'll always go back to raw foods. Um, And that's what is, like, my base. Like, working with Gabriel Cousins, you know, he talks about the base of our diet being a phase one diet. Mm -hmm. And you could. You could always branch off and have some sweets and whatever, but you always go back to that base. Uh, for me, it's like raw foods is, is the lifestyle I want to live in, and and that's the base and for me. And I just um, don't want to be too rigid, and I, I know what feels best, and I know even doing high fruits work for me when I'm training for long-distance running races. But when in the winter or when I slow down, I, don't, I barely touch fruit. So it's just something, you know, uh, it really depends on, I'm really all about listening to my body and, and knowing what feels right for me. And if, if I need to eat a bowl of quinoa or have a bowl of soup, I just do it, and I don't feel bad about it, And and I just go from there.
0: Well, you know, Frank, that's good for our listeners to hear because there's a lot of new people eating raw and trying to stay 100% and all this I fell off the wagon and blah 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 and, and I'm I'm with you on that. I've been uh I was introduced to raw 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And my base is raw. Yeah. And it has been for 12 years. I don't care what I eat. I when I come home like if I'm out and I have something that's not raw, I come home and I eat raw. Yeah. Because, yeah. Cuz it just that- kinda,
1: go ahead. Um, and that's it. and I mean that's what it is. It's like, it's like why should we feel bad about wanting a piece of bread that our body really wants at that time? Yeah, we know it's not the best. And maybe if we are gonna eat a bread, we get like a piece of Ezekiel bread or hemp bread, where we know it's better quality or easier to digest in our system. But to to sacrifice giving our body what it needs because we want to put a number um, to our, to our lifestyle, I mean, it's, it's all, we're only doomed for failure, I think, when we, when we try to be so strict and rigid, and, and I've watched people, I've helped people transition, and, and they'll go so long of being 100%, and they got that like one week, and the next thing you know, they crave something cooked so bad that they just go on a binge for three days, and then they, then they go even farther back, where it's like, just take it nice and slow, as, as fast or as slow as your body requires, and, just go to. I mean, there's at the end of the year, there's no, there's no award for people being the most raw, and that's you know, it's like if you could do that 100 percent, 100, 365 days of the year, like more power to you. I'm totally excited for you to do that, but I know there's people out there, especially during the climate. And I was just watching some videos, and somebody's living in Thailand or in Australia, and they're eating, you know, 100 percent fruitarian diet all year long, and they're running, and they're biking, and they're moving themselves, and that's a perfect diet for them, and they're eating most fruits that are falling off the trees in the jungle, you know, and that's, like, perfect, but, uh, you know, even after I was in Hawaii for two and a half weeks, like, raw foods are perfect, and the majority of the the diet was, like, fruits and greens, and that felt really right. but then all of a sudden I come back to Connecticut, where winter's setting in, and none of the fruit is fresh other than apples. You know, I don't want the bananas anymore, the mangoes or the watermelon or, you know, I want to eat what's what's growing fresh and locally um around me. So yeah, I think it's just we just have to kinda like take a step back and, and see the bigger picture that our bodies know what's best and if our bodies need some cooked food here and there then why not just give our body the best the best um nourishment we can.
0: Absolutely, and I don't think the raw police are going to be knocking at your door anyway. No, no. So, <laughs> we'll be back in a moment with uh, Chef Frank Giglio, and uh, we'll be talking about his new book. We'll be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Rockin' Radio. Please check out my newest site, Let's Talk Raw.com, where your questions will be asked of our guests, We've got a full lineup through June 2009 as of this episode. With a small one-time lifetime fee, you can participate in all the interviews by emailing your questions and receive my booklet, my e-booklet, Let's Talk Raw and Unbaker's Dozen of My Favorite Recipes. This segment of Rockin' Radio is also sponsored by photoboothlosangeles.com, the premier photo booth rental company in Southern California. If you know of or are holding an upcoming event, please consider having photoboothlosangeles.com. As part of the festivities, they're available for weddings, graduations, corporate events, reunions, anniversaries, and more. I'll tell them you heard about them from Rockin' Radio. And also, this segment of Rockin' Radio is brought to you by the Raw Spirit Festival, which will be held in different three different locations throughout 2009. Go to rawspirit.com to find out when and where. At this time, I'm scheduled to speak in Santa Barbara and Prescott, Arizona. Come see me. Um, we're here today with... Raw food chef and now author, Frank Giglio. Frank, um, let me give you your website, rawfoodfrank.wordpress.com. Rawfoodfrank, all one word, dot .wordpress, all one word, dot .com. Um, the, got, it. got a blog there. That's great. Uh, there's yeah. there's uh, all kinds of good things and videos, recipes, fun stuff. So, Frank, are you going to be at Raw Spirit Festival this year? I am planning
1: on going to Santa Barbara this year. Um, Oh yay! Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sure I'll be there, and I haven't. There's no commitment to Maryland or Arizona, but I'm pretty sure I'll be in Santa Barbara. Looking forward to it.
0: Well, if you're back east, I got a friend who'll hook you up in uh, Maryland.
1: Okay, excellent. Thank you.
0: All right, and I'll see you in Santa Barbara. Yeah. So let's talk about your new book. Why did you just decide to do a book? I mean, have you done one before? You've been a chef for so long. Did you ever do one on cooked food?
1: Um. No, it's interesting. I still have like all my little booklets. I always used to carry around like um, memo booklets and just constantly write down recipes. And I never put one together. I was actually thinking of doing a transitional um, cook food book, but that might be in time. But um, it was funny over the last three years. I've just constantly been jotting down recipes and. And I've had them all over the place. And this summer, um, when I decided to take six months off and train for the Vermont One Hundred um, endurance race, I had a lot more time on my hands to just kind of lounge around. And I was staying back at my um, father's house, and and um, we're just clearing out a lot of stuff from my room as I was getting ready to to move and venture back out west. So I was emptying out a lot of stuff, cleaning space, and, and I just kept finding all these recipes. And um, and it was funny. I was kind of just like, all right. It just started coming to me that I need to start jotting this stuff down and, and typing it in. Mm-hmm. So as I was going through and typing typing out recipes in, in the, the computer and going over some of them and seeing, making sure they, st- they work and all that stuff, I just said, hey, I need to um, put something together and... and Maybe make some money out of this, and, and you know, get it out there to people. Um, so uh, yeah, I just started compiling a bunch of recipes, and and um, yeah, then put it together, and went to the print shop, and had one. A really good friend of mine, Kathy Bosco, um, did some graphic work and and put a cover together for me, and then good friend Suki Zoe had some pictures for me so that I could put in the book, and and so um, yeah, so I decided to to go for it. And then luckily, you know, hooking up with Kevin and Amory marie Gianni, they, they wanted to help me even further and go from your basic kind of Word document book to, which I have been selling, to now they hired a graphic designer and, and they made the book look so much nicer and so beautiful and, and they're going to help distribute that through their web pages as well as mine. So um, I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Fantastic. Let's give uh, Nicole Burkett, a uh, little shout out for the book layout and graphic design. She did a great job. Yeah, I'm
1: very, I was just, the first time I saw it, I was just like kind of blown away that she um, had all the work she did. So it was. Re- it's really exciting, and it's it's good to see, you know, when people, people, the one thing I've noticed with with the raw food lifestyle is everybody, you know, there's, People compete all over the place, but here in this lifestyle and this this family, this core family that we have, it's constantly growing. It's like everybody wants to help other people out. And, you know, there's like tons of people. Even my little small community in in B.C., there's lots of raw food chefs, but it's not like I don't feel like we're stepping on anybody's toes. We're all just like, oh, you know, you're doing a workshop next month. Well, I'll help you and be your assistant. And then they come and they help be my assistant during my workshop and it's just everyone's working together and and really trying to bring out the best in everyone so it's it's great to see kevin amory come and help me out and and nicole come and help me out and they had another um lady come out and and film a a one-hour dvd to go along with the book that we're going to distribute so yeah it's really it's really just a show and the power that we're all we're all in it to see each other thrive so it's really great
0: Okay, well, let's mention the book Raw for All, and you can get it on his, uh, on, um, his website, rawfoodfrank.wordpress.com. Now, you're going to put a PayPal button up there?
1: Yeah, there's going to be a PayPal there, and then um, I believe within the next week, there's going to be something through um, probably Renegade Health, and okay. there'll be another PayPal button there, so you can go either way, and okay. then the books will be distributed through um, a printer.
0: Well, this will be going up on the twenty fourth, so hopefully that'll be up and ready to go by that time.
1: Yep, yeah.
0: Perfect. So you're a runner. You do long distance running. Mm-hmm. What do you, What do you do for water? Do you drink a lot of water?
1: Um, right now, I do drink a lot of water. Right now, um, I'm lucky enough to get well up in BC. We get it's not we get fresh spring water from a Carley Spring, and we don't. It's a delivery system but luckily we we know the guy who delivers, and um it's all bottled um on a Tuesday and it's delivered by Thursday, so we are getting it pretty fresh and we drink it within a week um so that's the best that I could do right now and now now that i'm actually I'm in Bellingham right now to pick up my car so I could actually go to the source and get my fresh water but I've noticed a huge difference in drinking the spring water and learning a lot from, you know, Daniel Vitalis and, wow. and Elixir Craft. And, um, like, even my awareness has gotten um, become so strong with the spring water that even, like, I'm on the farm and I'm drinking, like, well water. It just doesn't, like, resonate with me as much. And I've noticed I'm not even barely drinking any water. Um, but even back home it's like, the carbon filter on the shower head and, and getting the the sink um, filtered so that all the water through the house is is being filtered. Um, But, yeah, I do drink a lot of water, and certainly while I'm running, um, water is a huge, huge part of it. And also just eating watery foods in general. Um, But, yeah, there's times that, you know, up to a gallon a day sometimes. Now that I'm not so active and not not necessarily in training, I'm not drinking as much, probably more towards like a half a gallon, but... um, yeah, water is a huge, crucial um, part in running and staying hydrated and not breaking down.
0: I, th- I think with the cold weather, a lot of people real don't drink as much water as they should. In Europe, where it's cold right now, we're down where it's cold right now. Yeah. And I was training last night, and I was feeling dizzy, and I, I realized I hadn't drunk that much water. People don't realize how much water is needed when it's cold, too.
1: Oh, yeah, and and that's, that's an interesting point, because even... A- even reading, like, running magazines and people, say, talk about, like, um, getting dehydrated in the cold. Like, and that's that's so true. And I notice it with myself. Like, I'm one, I try to get, like, as much water in early in the day as I can. <clears throat> and then I kind of back off um, later in the day. But I'll notice doing, um, throughout my Ashtanga yoga practice, that... Um, that there's sometimes that I get the do the little head spins when you come out of a posture, and it's like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't get enough water in today. Um, but yeah, even if it's 30, 40 degrees, or even colder, it's like water's still crucial. You know, we gotta have it.
0: Well, as you're saying that, what I'm thinking is when our food is being trucked all over the place, all over the nation. Um uh, by the time it gets to us, a lot of the water has been removed from the air conditioning, so that 's basically the same thing that's happening to our bodies. Is my correct
1: yeah, for sure, yeah,
0: yeah, huh, okay so how much cross training do you do what do, if any what what kind of cross training do you do if if any um
1: well, usually, I always try to when i was when i 'm training for a particular racing and we 'll just use the example of of last year basically from February through July. I was training to do 100 miles non-stop um within a 30 hour time period. So from that time the average mile, miles of running through the week would be maybe 40 to 50 mm-hmm. and it, and I've gone up to uh, up to 90 miles in a week of running. Um and then in in that um I'd also ride um I like six gear cycling and so I'll ride I'll ride my bike maybe 30 or 40 miles a week um maybe on my days off um and just a lot of walking hiking in the woods um usually hiking always leads to to running because I I want to go faster but um <laughs> yeah just taking the time to walk a lot and um and also stretching and the one thing I've noticed and that's why I've kind of um put myself on hiatus with The heavy training is because my failure to really take the time and stretch. Because running is just so hard on the body. Um, Luckily, I did mostly trail running, so that um, allowed my body to not get, not pound down on the on the concrete so much. Yeah. But from running and running and running, like, basically for seven straight weeks, I would do a marathon every Saturday and and then maybe do, you know, another 20 miles on a Sunday. Um, you just taking a beat, and, and that's why I was, like, I just found it hard to even want to work training that hard because my body just wanted to, like, rest and lay down. and And, and so basically failure to stretch every day and every day after the run just totally seized up my body Mm -hmm. and so i've just completely pulled myself back from the heavy training and now it's more i'm doing yoga three or four days a week um i do a work trade in, in victoria so i get free yoga classes and um, so I'm there a lot, and sometimes I'll do doubles, and, and it's, I'm really getting my body back to where it was before I started running so much. Mm-hmm. And, and so I want to get that base back of where my body feels good, and I can stretch, and I'm flexible. And then I'll incorporate the running back into it, and my, in the cycling, so that I'm, I'm always complimenting myself, and I'm not just doing one repetitive thing all the time. Right. Um, so I think for me, um, running, yoga, and, and cycling is my three sports that I I enjoy the most.
0: Alrighty then, we'll be right back with Frank Giglio and uh, rawfoodfrank.wordpress.com. dot WordPress WordPress I'm sorry dot com. Hi, this is Revel. Welcome back to Rockin' Radio. Please take the time to check out my websites, revelations.com, where you can sign up for my weekly revelations. When you do, you'll receive my latest ebook. Find out about my teleclasses or my books, Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self-empowering playbook, and smoothies and smoothies for life. Also, books I recommend from Amazon and more. Uh, this segment is also brought to you by popsproductions.com, where you can find webinars on web servers, Web 2.0, social media, links to great money saving online resources, and more. Find out about their latest online classes to improve your relationship with the internet at popsproductions.com. Tell them Rebel sent you from Rockin' Radio. Follow me at twitter.com slash rockin' radio and go to cafe press slash revelations, and that's with two V's and two L's, and find some really cute clothing. Go ahead and help support this program. My guest today is raw food chef and now author Frank Giglio, and his website, rawfoodfrank.wordpress.com. Go and check it out. It's got a lot of good stuff on there. Um, we've only got a short time left, so Frank, what's, going, what's coming up for you? You got any new projects going on?
1: Yeah, there's actually a lot of uh, stuff kind of on the burner, or the dehydrator, we could say. Um, (laughs) But right now, I'm actually, you know, I'm with Bruce Horowitz right now, and we're discussing some events for the late um, summer and fall with Melissa Mango and, and possibly taking a chef certification tour with um, hitting up major cities across the U.S. and, and doing a um, chef certification course uh-huh. um, with people who are interested in doing so. Um, so that's something we're kind of pursuing, and it kind of might... Santa Barbara, Raw Spirit might be the kind of... Um, coming out of that project. And I'm also teaming up with Laura Fox and looking to do some of the Raw chef, um, Chef-Offs um, that we opened up at the Raw Games in Hawaii this year, and we're looking to take that to the on uh, national tour as well. And just just me living in um, British Columbia and, and Victoria in general. i um, a really good friend of mine, Sarah Maria Superfood. Sarah and her company, Superfood Speakeasy Promotions, um, we're really kind of tag teaming, getting a lot of events, and um, we'll be bringing. Uh, she'll be bringing Daniel Vitalis up to B.C. in May, and so we're looking to get him around and do a little tour of the area and do some some surf rival courses um, in the area, and really just my focus right now is kind of like build community in the, the B.C. area and, and working with um, Cafe Bliss up in Victoria and Cosmo Means and, and Heather up there, and so really kind of grounding down and, and building a little home base for myself up in B.C., um, and then, really being able to to travel and, and teach workshops across the U.S. as as they come. So that's kind of the lowdown for now.
0: You get around, don't you?
1: I try to, so, hopefully. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna ask you a chefy question. Okay. Because when when I uh, look at some of the things that uh, chefs are putting together, I'm wondering how do you think to or figure out how to combine tastes and textures to get a good flavor.
1: Okay. Um, it's interesting for me. I think, like I mentioned earlier, having a background tr- in traditional foods, um, I think that helped me. You know, going through culinary school, we really did a lot on <clears throat> on creating a, a plate and balancing a plate and how to work with flavors. Like t- doing two-hour classes where we just look at spices and we, we put um, – certain spices and foods together and, and ones that were not paired well and ones that were paired well. And so you really got to go in depth of, of seeing like how these work. So for me, it's just a matter of, and you know, everybody has different tastes, but some people like things more salty. I, I tend to like things a little more sour, um, like dressings and stuff like that. But just knowing the, the, t- um, the taste of how to balance sweet and sour and salty and and spicy and 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 bitter foods and and using all those in combinations with um with each other and and um yeah i think it's just and it's also like not being afraid to kind of mess things up a little bit and and you have to experiment when you make the same you put the same things together every time you kind of get used to it and you don't expand that so it's kind of um kinda have to let go, let down our guards and our um comfortable zone and, and just kinda explore. A lot of what I try to teach now is like being intuitive and not necessarily you know, maybe the first time you make something, like look at it, look at a recipe but even my recipe book, when I when people buy it or do they look at any other recipe, it's like this is just a base, it's a foundation. And it's like use it until you get the technique. Say say you're making a cracker. Just for example, it's like Maybe make the recipe exactly how you how you see it. But then from there, once you have the idea of how a cracker holds together and comes out at the end, now you, you, you just use your intuition to make it your own thing. Um, and, you know, taking out maybe, say, basil and adding cilantro or um, taking out the carrot and adding an apple. So it's like you need sweet, you need salty, you know, there's different ways to get the salt. You know, sea see vegetables, maybe celery or salt in general, um, miso paste, tamari, shoyu, whatever you want to use. But yeah, I think just kind of um, just experimenting and 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 just going with your intuition.
0: Yeah, I use, I tend to use recipes sort of as guidelines because I may not always have all the ingredients that are in it. So I tend to substitute. And uh, people will try something and they'll go, oh, it just came out horrible. Yeah. And I know uh, there's one chef locally who tends to use a lot for me. It's a lot of salt and a lot of garlic. And I tell people, mm. you know, you got to go with your intuition. If that looks like a lot of salt to you, don't add as much. Taste it before you throw it in the D or whatever, and before you yeah. add more. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I always, I always try to say um, with salt, I always like to taste, or even with any like kind of chili, like to taste, because it's because everyone's totally different. I know some people like at the minute they put a plate on the table, they take the salt shaker and they just they're gonna put salt on it, no matter if they taste it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some people just like salty foods, and and. Um, you know, I generally, I salt everything, and it, it could be the tiniest pinch to a few tablespoons as needed, but even a dessert gets a little pinch of salt in there, or an elixir gets some salt in there, raw chocolate gets the salt in there, um, and it's just a matter of, yeah, it's a total matter of preference, and you have to, um, yeah, just kind of do what works for you.
0: Absolutely. uh. Frank, Victoria, BC is like the main city on Vancouver Island. Mm -hmm. Now, how a big community? How 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 big a raw community is that out there?
1: It's actually Vancouver Island in general, and I'm still like um, learning. I'm going up to Zen Zero, which is in. It's a raw food. There's a little cafe up there. It's in Courtney, which is a few hours north. Um, Victoria. There's actually a really large community um, of people they have potlucks um through Viva Raw or Viva yeah Viva Raw BC um one weekend a month and there the last one I went to there was like almost 40 people there and there was a lot of probably at least 20 people that I know that I see often that weren't even there um so it's actually a really um big growing community in this um with Cafe Bliss down there um there's, I mean, the awareness is coming, and more and more people are showing interest, and and they're gonna they're gonna get slammed. So they just opened up, I think, in August, and they're they're already busy, and they're only gonna get busier. And I think they're gonna end up needing to get a bigger space because the, people definitely want it, and it was like a long time coming that a raw food cafe um, was up there, and and prior to that, um, Cosmo had owned Mole, which is just a kind of it's a traditional restaurant, but. As he started getting into more raw foods, he started putting that on the menu. Um, So over the past couple of years, people have been showing more and more excitement. And there's, um, yeah, there's like three or four cafes just on Vancouver Island. And then there's Gorilla Food, which is in downtown Vancouver. And I think there's another small cafe in Vancouver. And even people that live up in the Kootenays, which is like seven or eight hours north of, of Vancouver, there's a large community of raw food raw food is up there so
0: okay um, well i'm going to put it out to all of you and <laughs> you spread the word we here on the east side of california need a raw food cafe okay we've got them all on the west side nobody wants to drive over the hill so with the east side of los angeles we need a raw food cafe or restaurant. All right, put it out to all the chefs you know, and see if we can get this going.
1: <laughs> if, if, you could, if you could find a, if you could find a backer, uh, call out <laughs> Melissa Mango, and she'll uh, do some, she'll do some consulting and get a, get a um, hip restaurant out there for you.
0: All righty. Frank, thank you. And we got our roosters back. It was nice that we quieted down for a little while there. Okay, rawfoodfrank.wordpress.com. Go there, uh, purchase the book. How much is the book, Frank?
1: The books are going to be, I believe, $25, and um, we'll also have the one-hour DVD with that, I believe. But more details to come. Okay. Check out the the blog and... and, uh, all the info will be out there.
0: Let, let me tell you something about this book. First of all, it's four color all the way through because people are always like, well, $25 for a roughly yeah. di- blah, 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 blah. You know, it's four color all the way through. Personally, I like pictures. It makes a book much more interesting. And this book is full of beautiful pictures. Um, the other thing I like about it, it's got everyday recipes. This is not like this gourmet thing with 2,000 ingredients. It's yeah. got, like, what, four to six um, ingredients in each thing or something like that. So yeah. it's very easy to use, and this is an everyday cookbook or an uncookbook. And also, at the very beginning, all the recipes are listed, so you can just go through it if there's something you're interested in. Um so far I haven't had a chance to make anything out of it But they look good, they look simple And I'm recommending it
1: Awesome, thank all right. you
0: Hang out, don't go away Remember, go right now to register for Let's Talk Raw.com Thank you for listening We'll be back soon with another episode of Rockin' Radio Please feel free to go to Rockin' To purchase books and DVDs by all of my guests Except this one <laughs> to help keep this program on the air. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at radio at mac.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Rebel Remedy saying, remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now. bye